Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. I've got myself Green and I'm joined by a man who's been feverishly working on a remix of Strawberry Kisses to be released in 2032. My co-captain Damo, who are we, sir? <laughs> very, very uh, just straight off the blade. Uh, look, I know I'm trying to wind these back, but we're just going to have to. Nice, Gary! For the, for the, what was it, Nicky Webster reference? <laughs> Nicky Webster. Where the fuck did that come from? There's I was trying be, to think of something nobody just, amusing about the Olympics. Nobody just randomly thinks of Nicky Webster, though. Like, that had to be triggered ah. by something. And we got triggered by the fact we got the Olympics. We got the Olympics on, yeah. It's not and really the Olympics. And I think about what was though. like a topical reference mm. back in like uh, 2000. I'm like, eh, Nikki Webster, throwing in Nikki Webster joke over the show. Very well done. That's the one. It's not really the, the Olympics, Olympics though. Yeah, around the world, whatever. Um, yep. <laughs> it's not It's not really the Olympics, though, is it? Because there's nobody there. I can't watch, you know, because I'm a Premier League fan, you know, the English Premier League. Go Southampton yeah. all the way. But... um. You know, I can't watch the Premier League when there's no fans in the stadium. It's like watching it's not, training. Not for you. No, it's like watching yeah. a training run. Like, even though they're really playing, it's still like watching training. Yeah. For you know, I need that crowd noise and shit. So, if I see any clips of anything happening at the Olympics and it's just an empty stadium, I'm just not going to be able to watch it. You know, I just I have no interest. I don't know why. Well, I'm looking forward to the cringe and the awkwardness of people standing up on the podium waving at no one. Yeah, that's the other thing too. I, I really feel bad for the athletes because they're being robbed of um, experience now, like like lifelong mm. experiences. You train your whole fucking life, Greeno, from the age of five to compete in a sport for like more than likely one shot, like very rare do yeah. people come back and win two gold medals or whatever? So you, you 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 get one shot in your prime to get this gold medal and you get it after years and years and years and years of sacrifice and you've got to wave to an empty stadium. Like it's it's fucking mm-hmm. heartbreaking, I reckon, for these athletes. But uh, there's a lot of that going around lately, isn't there? Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's, exactly. A lot of, there's a lot of punishment going around. Um, I thought, mm-hmm. Greeno, maybe we could just very quickly, I, I just, I found this clip just before the show and I think it okay. it goes well to kind of explain what Sydney and uh, Wollongong as well, where Greeno's at now, what what's kind of happening here. Do you get the sense, Greeno, that everyone's like punch drunk and they've just been smashed in the face over the last month and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Where am I? What is this? You know what I mean? Do you get that A sense? A little bit. Uh, quick quick uh, reflection before we get to the story is okay. uh, listening to the intro. To about a minute and 25 seconds ago when the intro was playing. Um, You said reflection. You were doing a reflection. I didn't know it was going to be like a short. I didn't know it was going to be a short term reflection. Usually usually when people reflect, it's like, oh, oh, their youth or whatever. It's it's all in the past, Amo. It's all in the past. Um, (laughs) To the the PSA that Mm. we play in the intro. It's like, you know, Greeno here from the starting block. and We've got some fucking sad music and it's basically a PSA about COVID. Now, I remember writing and recording that. Hang on, hang on. Hang on, we need to interrupt. It's that. a plug for our show. That's right. It's not a PSA about COVID. It's a it's, but, a, it's a plug I wrote for the show. It to pretend exactly. it's a PSA. That's right. That's, the, that's the beauty of it. That's right. Um. So I remember writing that recording at Senate here, and I'm like, dude, this is a fucking waste of time, man. I'm gonna have to fucking like this thing will be over in no time. It's gonna be I'm over gonna two, more weeks, oh, <laughs> two more weeks. I'm gonna have to. Well, no, I'm only going to be able to, it's only going to be relevant for like, you know, a couple of months max. Like, mm. fuck, this seems like a waste of my time. Yep. And just listening to that then made me laugh, yeah. thinking about when I recorded it going, 
What's fucking wasting my time? No, man, that I'm getting I'm getting my money's worth with yeah. that fake yeah. PSA promo because it's still relevant to this day and will be for years to come by the looks of it. Yeah, years to come. It, like it was around this time last year when politicians were saying shit like, look, this is gonna be around for years, and we were all laughing at them, going, fuck off, as if as if this yeah. is gonna stick around for years. And next thing how you know, how are you gonna fuck up later. the management of this thing to to be for it to be around for years? Like, you know, it's gonna take a complete clusterfuck of management. Yeah. To, for this to, to be sticking around for years to come. And lo and behold, here we are a year later, clusterfuck, and still around. Well, you know what, though? Uh, it, it was a slow-moving car wreck because I remember covering the shit green on my show like back in February last year, and I was like, okay, if it's if it's this bad, then you that you need to quarantine China, right? So mm. you, that that's what needs to be done. And I remember watching the clips of like the health experts then saying, oh, that's ridiculous, it's racist, it's xenophobic, right? Shit like this. Oh, no, yeah. don't be silly. That's crazy. But now we're the ones being locked in our homes and you have teams mm. of people wearing hazmat suits going around spraying shops and stuff. We were watching videos of that in China last year. And if you said, hey, wow, okay, if we don't want that here, so let's quarantine them until we figure out what the fuck is going on. Oh, no, 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 can't have that. Can't have that. No, that's racist, you see. No, that's fear-mongering. And now we're, we're stuck. And then they're still, like, kind of pointing their finger at us going, it's all your fault. You know, you need yeah. to be more careful when you go outside. You need to do this. Like, hang on a minute. How am I the bad guy here? I'm the one that's getting someone locked else, up in my house. <laughs> yeah, someone else we touched on on the, on the show uh, probably about nine, ten months. Actually, that no, would have been about 12 months ago now. Is I was pointing out the fact that we lived on an island. Yeah. You know, generally, that's a good thing. Because Very it means thing. we can control who the fuck comes in. Yep. So once we got to, you know, zero cases in Australia, you know, that might have been a good idea to go, shut the door. hey, fucking either shut, shut the door, but if we're going to open the door, let's make sure it's in a way that is going to put the whole population at zero risk uh -huh. for this thing to spread again. Yep. But lo and behold, you know, hotel quarantine, fucked up, spread again. Oh, no, lockdowns, Greeno, lockdowns, Greeno, no, fuck hotel. Don't worry about hotel quarantine. Go a step earlier than that. I remember watching footage of like, you know, people getting off planes from China, like hundreds of them, because mm. uh, the university screener, there's a lot. The, university the, cash, Damo. The export university market for us, in, in, in what I mean by that is like taking foreign students, is like our third biggest industry. It's like behind mining yeah. and housing, and it's then it's yeah. education. So that's a huge boon to the economy. And so this yeah. thing was kicking off over there, and we were watching people get off the plane. And what was happening mm -hmm. was people were being handed at the airport a pamphlet that said, hey, if you've got flu-like symptoms, call this hotline number. The hotline, a buzz. Give, us a, give us a call, like, you know, see if you get the <laughs> sniffles or whatever. And we were saying, hang on a minute, you shouldn't be letting anybody in, right? Otherwise, yeah. we're going to have to fucking, you know, be welding people in their houses like they're doing now. They're like, what are you doing? Ah, yeah. oh, no, 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 come on. So the day after university went back in this country, that's when they changed the rule. I swear to God and said, okay, they no did. more flights yeah. from China. The next day after yeah. university opened. After they got all the university students right. and got their cash. So our precaution, yeah, our yeah. top health expert at the time, remember, trust the experts, Greeno. Got to listen I to the experts. The experts they were handing out pamphlets to people getting off planes from China and it said, if you get the sniffles, call this number. But the hotline was only open from like eight in the morning till five in the afternoon, Monday to Friday. Yeah. <laughs> That's how serious they were taking it back then. Hundred percent. So you know, give them a give them a nice, nice Gary. Nice Gary.
if, we, if we're going to trust the experts as well, I, I like the expert advice is you need uh, zero zero cases of community transmission for two right. weeks yeah. before you can you know unlock like remove lockdown, right? So so zero is flatten the curve now. Is that what zero? Zero is flatten the curve. <laughs> okay. But uh, he, here's, here's a fun little fact for you, Damo. Yeah. My particular uh, suburb and uh, local area. Mm-hmm. One case in the last six weeks, and that was six weeks ago. No, still under, still under lockdown. Yeah, funny how that works, six, isn't it? Six weeks. There was one case, and that was because someone rocked up, went to a, a baby bunting here, yeah. and six weeks with no community cases whatsoever in my overall area, not just my suburb. I'm talking the overall Shell Harbour area. Yeah. Somehow, I'm still in lockdown. Yeah, I mean Ex- – well, trust the experts, Damo. Trust the experts. I mean, zero probably isn't flattening the curve enough because I've got examples where zero isn't good enough. Like this week on on my show, I covered a story of a guy who flew from Canada to come to Australia to see his dying mother. His mum's dying of cancer in Brisbane, right? So he mm. flies. He gets. He gets to. He gets on the plane. He goes from Canada to Australia, no problem. Stamp the ticket. Here you go. Off on your way, sir. Yeah, uh, he then gets to Sydney, and in to, to catch a plane to go to Brisbane to see his mum, he's denied access to Queensland. Mm-hmm. So he has to sit in hotel quarantine. She dies, right? So yeah. while he's locked up in the hotel, meanwhile he's tested negative for coronavirus four times in this yeah. time period. So he doesn't have it. Clearly, he's passed mm-hmm. every test, and it's like it's still not good enough. So in that case, zero isn't low enough. Like we need to get to yeah. negative. Yeah, it's like even if you don't have it, no, sorry, sir, can't let you out. I'm afraid it's too risky. Yeah. Got to keep people. Got to trust the science. You know how these things go. So anyway, exactly. this is so this is now developing like every hour or two. The story keeps changing. Uh, the rules keep changing every few days. So this is like about an hour old. This clip. Have a look at this, Greeno. Good evening. Sydney's COVID outbreak has moved from crisis to national emergency. National emergency now. (laughs) See, case numbers continue to climb, today reaching 136. And the Premier is running out of options. Mm. The so-called ring of steel around the fair... Ring of steel, Greeno. Ring of steel, Damon. They're literally calling it. (laughs) They want to, you know, surround us in a quote, ring of Mm. steel. But here's the thing, though, Damo. Let, let, let's just, you know, once again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to apply my... The ca- Iron Curtain is now in Canterbury. <laughs> it's moved gonna, from I'm going to use Russia. my account, accounting brain, right? Yeah. Out of that 126 cases, how many were located inside said Ring of Steel? Oh, that's a good question. I think from two of them, actually, I did hear a number, from two of the three suburbs that, the, that they've now put under house arrest, I think it was like 18. 18 okay. people, yeah. Because what I'm looking at is if all 126 are already in the ring of steel, the 126 looks bad on the surface. But if they're already so inside the ring, do you remember Gladiators when they used to have that game with the big ball yes, of steel? Yeah. And they'd have to smash into each other, try and get it out of the ring? Yeah. Uh, imagining that. Now, if, if the COVID's already inside the Gladiator ball of steel, mm. And the 126 cases are already in there. Yes. It seems bad, but it's already inside the ring. That's true. That's true. So we can just let them fight to the death, Greeno, in like a Mad yeah. Max-style post-apocalyptic exactly. war zone. And slowly but surely just shrink that ring to the point it's just one big combustible ball of nothing but COVID. Yeah, like Fortnite, how like the gas comes in. You've got to keep moving with yeah. the map. You know, it'll get smaller and smaller 100%. and smaller. And then so we That's can eliminate. We, we can. Oh, look at this. We've fixed no, the ground. 
I don't know. COVID. I don't know anything about COVID. You don't know anything about entertainment. But we have now created yeah. like a you know a Hunger Games style. Yeah. Let's in, let's get all the, all the suburbs in there. Ring of Steel, and there will be only one victor at the end of it, Greeno. How do you feel? How um, do you feel? Now we should point out that if if this plan is going to take place, I do want to point this out here to show you this map very quickly. Local government area are now being if this map for the hum- Hunger Games. These style. heavy restrictions okay. apply to four hundred thousand so in the Blacktown LGA right. around Mount Druitt, Marsden Park, yep. Riverston, Quakers Hill, Prospect, and Blacktown itself. Yep. While uh, can you pause it there for a second, yes. quickly? Yep. Now, what would what do all those suburbs seem to have in common, common Demo? Oh well, they've got a lot of things in common. Aside from the COVID factor, uh, would you say, you know, low socioeconomic value? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, whereas, where did this outbreak start, Damo? The eastern suburbs, Green. Nice, Gary. Right, Damo. Uh, question, Damo, was there a ring of steel around the eastern suburbs no, early on in the outbreak? No, there certainly wasn't. There was lots of um, young, uh, successful go-getters uh, on their beach jog in the morning holding a, a cappuccino though that was there was plenty yeah. of that going on mm. um, you know now the interesting people, ring that one now the people in these suburbs they need to get uh you know they'll have to wait in hours long queues to get a covid test and stuff and the reason i i thought we should have a look at this map is because selfishly if we're going to turn this this is 1.5 million people by the way under house arrest now yeah um if we're going to turn this into a, a you know post-apocalyptic style game show, Greeno, then we must act quickly because the area Greeno and myself grew up in is basically like right on the border of two of these. So if we don't put the Ring of Steel around them now, then we're going to end up in the Ring of Steel. So I'd much rather hey, watch on. You know. <laughs> so. mm. Nice, fun, fun fact for you, Damo. Yeah. Uh, 126 cases. No good. Mm. Bad. Very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Out of that, uh, what did you say, 1.25 million approximately live in that area, the Ring One, of Steel? 1.5. Oh, 1.5. Hang on, wait. Sorry, I'm going to readjust my math. Uh, a quarter, a quarter of the city's population, basically. All right. You know uh, what percentage? 126 sounds bad. What percentage of the population that is currently in lockdown, that figure is? Uh, well, like of the city? Oh no! Of the one, of the city that's now the suburbs now in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, one point five million. Yep. There's one hundred twenty six cases. That's point zero zero eight percent positive cases. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> I mean, we've got to keep people safe, Grant. We're all in this together, and it's just two more weeks. You know. Yeah. It's just two more weeks. Um, there you go. Fuck. Uh, that's that's enough. That's enough Corona talk. Let's talk. Let's talk Olympics, Dave. Because yes, fucking forget the Olympics that are going on in Japan. Yeah. The nice, winner is Brizabun. Brizabun. Damo, I've never... Do you remember? Uh, now you can hit a step back in time, sir. Absolutely. Uh, quick apology to the listeners for the angry start of the show. We've got our... We've vented our frustrations. Now we're going to move on with the stupid comedy. Um, we're going to step back in time to... Uh, I believe it was... We were in year five, Damo. Yep. Now, I know exactly the, where I was when I heard the news. Yeah, so do I. We were at uh, Broken, Bay. Broken Bay camp. Yep. Uh, our teachers, the announcement was at about 4.35 a.m. in the morning, yes. Australian time. Yep. And our teachers, uh, we were all in a big cabin together. Yeah, our teachers dorm, were up, like, watching on like, TV. It was like 20 boys, I think. 
Like at yep. least all those thereabouts. It was like it's a it was a camp like in the woods and you did shit and hiking and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Made a damper. Yeah. Um and the teachers woke us up on the last day. It was a Friday. I remember it vividly. Teachers woke us all up, go, kids, we got the Olympics. It was fucking unbelievable. We were all excited, cheered. we were all cheering. The dorm room. The dorm shit. Yeah. It was a big moment. It was like, we're never gonna experience this in our life. Now, lo and behold, 32 or more than that, 30 odd years later. Yeah. Uh, the Brisbane Olympics get announced. Bris Vegas, Screeno. <laughs> Bris Vegas, Australia gets the Olympics again. And quite frankly, in Australia, given what we're going through, mm. no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Um, it was so true. It was quite no, an interesting so true. It's so true. No, I didn't even know until days later. Like, oh, shit, Ooh. really? Really? Poor so Brisbane. I was thinking, <laughs> I was reflecting back to the Sydney announcement. Do you remember the video, like John Faye? The yes, jumping up out time, of his chair. Jumping up. You had, there was literally a room of thousands and thousands of people in Sydney when the announcement went. We're all cheering. And Everyone I even remember, like, ever- I even remember the cadence of the, the winner is Sydney. Sydney. And it, ah, and it fucking, we went ballistic and everyone, the whole nation was excited. Yep. Now I sent you this video. This was the, this, this generation's equivalent yes. of that particular uh, scenario. Okay, let's, let's, have a, let's have a look at this video. Okay, so this is right after the announcement. They've just announced uh, Brisbane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it, sounds, it looks like ScoMo. He's uh, introducing an episode of Play School. <laughs> Should we keep watching? Let's keep watching Gascomo. He's fired oh, up. He's I, haven't, I haven't, that caught me because I haven't seen, I haven't watched this yet. Look at the fucking, <laughs> the, the, the teethy grin, Greedo. Like. The teethy grin, waving like he's saying goodbye at the end of an episode of Play School, oh. sir. It's like, hi, kids. Hi, boys and girls. And then he didn't realize where he was meant to go. If you go back and watch, he actually waves down. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I know. Shit. Shit, I'm going to be looking over here. Wait. (laughs) That's that's the video. This generation kids are going to remember and reflect on in 30 years' time. The winner is Brizabun. Brizabun. (laughs) There you go. That's so good. Hi, boys and girls. <laughs> and then what? And then awkward. And oh, then wait, awkward. oh, wait. What do I do? Hang on. Oh, so good. Oh, and then a the little fist pump in there. Scotty shitting the carby blokey footy, mate. Fucking well. Nice, Gary. Oh, good. Now, uh, Damo, I, I like, you know me, I like getting to the numbers. Mm. Uh, Australia. Uh, it's, it was great. a tie four. It was a tie four battle, Damo. Tie four battle. Uh-huh. To see who'd get the Olympics, you know, it's fucking this is the Olympics. Yeah. Um, let's let's nobody, have a quick look at the numbers. I bet. I bet. Before, I don't even know what you're gonna say. I bet nobody else yeah. fucking wanted it. <laughs> uh, there was there was only one bid for this uh, Olympics. Was there really? Brisbane? Oh, yeah, you, was. Brisbane was the only I'm not. Brisbane was the only oh. bid. Uh, so Anastasia, uh, the premier of Queensland, had to duck on over to Tokyo. When has that ever happened, though? When has that ever happened? I can't recall it's ever happened. I can't recall it. But the the last Olympics to actually make a profit was the Sydney Olympics. Actually, it doesn't make as much money as you think anymore. It's uh, it's not a profitable business. Well, it's definitely not now. Like, Japan might be going all the way back to medieval samurai shit at the rate they're mm, going. Like, how much this is going to cost? Yeah. Shit's going to turn into Greece, baby. Um, (laughs) Pay your debts, Greece. But he, here's the fun fact, Damo. 
you want to know what percentage of the vote they got? Because still had to vote for it. Oh, the IOC had to vote. Oh no! <laughs> no, they got ninety percent of the vote. So ten percent of the IOC voters chose just like fuck it. We're just not going to have one. How do you not get? How do you get ninety percent of the vote in a one horse race? Because you Brisbane, it, uh, you know it's so fucking funny. Poor Brisbane. So they only get it. So we'll always have that over them now. You know what I mean? Of course. But we, I bet, I bet you that they do it well because you know why? Because if I, it doesn't surprise me that the last one to be profitable was the Sydney one. Because for mm. two reasons. One, September 11 happened, like, in yeah. 2001, and that probably changed everything. Like, all everybody's security budgets went through the roof, yada, yada, yada. Mm. But then also, we know how to run shit, too. We can run shit. Yeah. We can do an event. We know how to have a good time. But poor old Brisbane, they get it because nobody else fucking wanted it. And nobody's talking about them getting it because, yet again, Sydney, a few people getting sick in Sydney is bigger news than Brisbane getting the fucking Olympics. No, scary! <laughs> That's that's Spot everybody's on. talking about Sydney again. So Brisbane must be just fucking seething over there behind that Hate locked it. border. The fucking cunts, yeah. fucking Sydney cunts, and that makes me smile, Grant. Nice, Gary. Yeah. Makes me very happy. Ah, uh, but they'll always have Mr. Morrison's neighbourhood demo. Yeah, um, clapping on Zoom. Let's get, <laughs> let's let's get let's get to the current Olympics demo because we get a hot toss story oh, to get yeah. the Olympics. Not just not just the one that. Uh, Oh. So I was sending by Jim N-Word. Mm. Uh, we, we, we just, I decided now we're going to pick one, definitely, because Jim sends in like a plethora of content each week. And as is evidenced on this show, uh, we barely get to what's in the rundown. So, you know, the least we can do, considering all the content Jim sends in, is make sure we at least give him one story a week. Uh, so Jim sent, was kind enough to send this one in. Uh, the uh, It's a beautiful hot toss story and links in with the Olympics. Yeah. And because we've spoken before in the past, Greeno, about these Olympics villages, which, you know, it's mm. I, I, the reason I bring it up is because I just find it so fucking funny. We love like, it. Imagine we love it every, every Olympics. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's like this weird kind of little unspoken thing that Olympic athletes have with each other. And it's not something yeah. that generally gets reported about outside of the athletes. But basically, the Olympics is known. One of the perks of going to the Olympics is it's basically like a fuck fest. So all a big old fuck fest. Yeah. That's right. So all of these athletes, like after they complete their um, you know their their mission, after they complete mm-hmm. their event, then it's like, well, it's a two week party time. If you if you do yeah. it in the start of the Olympics or whatever, and then they you know they party and they drink and like all all of the world's best athletes are in the one place. So they're all like, mm-hmm. well, who who can keep up with an athlete in the sack? You know, of course it's going to yeah. have to be another athlete. Yeah. So. The COVID. I tell you who I feel bad for in the Olympic Village, though, Damo. Mm-hmm. The, the shot putters. The shot putters. Because you think about it, you know, you got all these beautiful, fit, healthy bodies, and then you got the shot putters. The shot putters. And like they're, they're just sitting in the corner, going, "Like, what, what's, where, where's my loving? Where's, where's my?" Uh... I don't know. There might be some chubby chasers inside the Olympic Village. Oh yeah, you know? I reckon. Um, no, I, I reckon there'd be people going after the shot putters. I, I wouldn't surprise me, like if say, like a a Kenyan long distance runner. Would be interested in like a Russian shot putter. Yeah. Okay. I can see that dynamic. That's his, that's his, that's his kink. Well, he's, he's probably used, well, if he's a Kenyan long distance runner, he probably sees a lot mm. of skinny women all the time. And then here, here comes yeah, this, you know, this a, Russian, yeah. you know, woman who's built like a fridge. Like, I want you to fuck me. And he's like, oh my God. Like, you know, so I imagine, yeah, everybody's getting lucky at the Olympic screen. Yeah. Okay. Fair call. Fair Nobody call. misses out. But then you add the COVID dynamic into these Olympics, which are already a year late. So people are already getting extra edgy out there. 
extra toey yeah, Bruno. The, <laughs> They've been waiting an extra Olymp- year. The Olympic rubbers are piling up, though, They're mate. Piling up. Uh, and then this story comes out. Athletes to sleep on anti-sex cardboard beds at Olympic Games amid COVID. Can you imagine? We were mm. talking about these kids being robbed of, uh, you know, a great life experience. Imagine winning the gold medal after training your whole life and having to wave to an empty stadium. So not only does that take place, but then you've heard all of these stories coming up about how it's like a massive fuck fest in the Olympic Village and you mm. can't wait. And you're like, you know, that Swedish volleyball team, I'll have me some of that. And then they yep. install these beds, which are literally called anti-sex beds. Nice, Gary! <laughs> they tried to rob you of that as well. Why even bother mm. going to the Olympics? What well, are you getting it out also, of it now? And also, because I assume this is done by the the Japanese, uh, the Japanese organisers, mm. correct? Mm. It would have to be not just them, but like an Olympics. The Olympics committee would have to sign off on it because yep. they have to sign off okay. on everything. Yeah, which which says a lot about uh, the Japanese and the Olympics committee and the kind of sex these people have, Damo. Because yeah, if you're if you're you got you know, got yourself in the the Olympic Village with a gymnast, mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure there's something other than a bed you're going to be able to you know flex into uh, in, in the love making. Yep. is is the whole room anti-sex perhaps well here's he's actually conveniently here's a little video of an irish gymnast jumping up and down on the anti-sex bed greeno do you okay. want to have a look at this all right let's have let's have a look let's see what's happening there okay sure it's got sound hang on Beds are meant to be anti-sex they're made out of cardboard yes but of course the fucking irish guy is going to be the first no! one okay. <laughs> that's the first thing he did he's like look i'm gonna see how much weight i can put on this bed before i work out who my target's going to be in this olympic village because he might have to rule out the shot putters demo that's right i'm just saying all the other athletes are like walking around oh that's nice well i can't wait to get back into yeah. my training regime and stuff and he's like <laughs> this guy's like yeah so where do i get oh. me guinness and and where do i fuck me last like i've got to, got to yeah. bring it what do you fuck your anti-sex bed go fuck yourself so let the me check the weight yeah, I'll test it out. Apparently, it's meant to break at any sudden movements. It's fake, fake news. Hey, it's there you go. Fake news at the Olympic Games. The beds are meant to be. Un- See, I reckon this guy has put like a whole bunch of phone books under the bed because this is his way of enticing women over. He's like, no, no, no don't listen to him. It's not an anti-sex bed. Come over. Yeah. We can fuck. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. I swear to God. This guy's laying the groundwork. He's That's putting right. in the effort. Who's is this guy? Reese. Reese uh, McLenahan, he's now my new favourite Olympic athlete. Yep. Nice, Gary. Let's, can we can we actually keep an eye on him? Is BE around? Because BE's good with shit like this. Can, is there oh, any BE's way, all over the Olympics. Is yeah. there any way to keep an eye on? Because I want to know how he goes now. Let's 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 urge yeah. him into a medal, Greeno. What do you say? Hundred percent for for his efforts to all make right. sure that the the beds are fuckworthy. Uh, tip of the hat, well done there there to Reese. Well, very well done. I'll give him one. Nice, Gary. Fantastic work. Uh, Damon, we're half hour in and we're, we're still at the start of segment one. Should we hit an ad and then come back with uh, cancelling this week? Yeah, sure. Why not? And a fantastic segue there. I really love the obvious approach. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. 
Cruise. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of passing. Campy old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of passing. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, we'd sit and watch all the best cartoons, eating cereal until it was noon. We never thought that 30 years later it'd still be cool. Saturday night and cheesy movies, the ones that used to show us boobies. It's our special little spot tucked away on delight. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, the best way to do so would be via the little blue bird. Follow Greeno at the starting block. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. Greeno, there's a couple of things when I look back on this show, you know, years from now or even today, if we're doing a bit of reflecting, a few moments in the past, as we've established mm-hmm. already. Uh, only a minutes, few... no. Only allowed a minute and a half. So a minute and a half. I'm assuming this is going to be in relation to Joy Pessy's ad. Obviously. Um, yeah. So when we reflect on this show years from now, I think there's a couple of things that we can be proud of. And one of the things that I'm most proud of here in this little partnership with you is the way that we've been able to accelerate the cancellation of problematic things, Greeno. I don't think, need to waste time, Damo. Just get to the fucking point. Just cancel it all. Just get hey, rid of it. Fucking about. Yeah. Like, why are, we, why are we pussyfooting around when there's so many problematic things out there? Let's, yeah. Why don't we just cancel everything and just reset everything back to zero? And then mm. we can figure things out from there. So I um, came across this story earlier in the week of Ben and Jerry's. Now, you know Ben and Jerry's. People love Ben and Jerry's, Greeno. I love the idea just of a world, like a hard reset on the world going up. We're starting again. Yeah. <laughs> Back and to zero. We'll start again. Scratch. So get rid of all like, <laughs> all all popularity, all all celebrity status. Not Don't get rid of oh, them, God. you know, but just get rid of, uh, you know, cancel them from any kind of prominence or whatever and reset everything mm-hmm. culturally back to zero and then see what yeah. happens. Because then the yeah. cream will rise to the top once they get a chance, Green. Yeah. But right now we're just kind of, you know, picking and poking, aren't we? We're picking and choosing mm-hmm. who we like to cancel. And Green and myself, yeah. we're very, you know, we believe in uh, equality. So everybody yeah. should be cancelled. So um, Exactly. Yeah. But you know Ben and Jerry's. Now, Ben and Jerry's is an ironic one because they also like to cancel other things. Mm. I don't know if you know this or not. So they make very bold, you know, very, you know, Forward, front foot facing kind of political statements a lot, Greeno, about things like contentious yeah. things like immigration and welfare and whatnot. So they're very much on the on the cancel culture bandwagon. And after online criticism, apparently, Ben and Jerry says it will stop sales in occupied Palestinian territory, obviously referring to the Israeli situation, Greeno. Mm, yeah. Now, 
to that, I simply say, okay, that's nice and all. So I put this tweet out. But if America is racist and bigoted and built on stolen land, which they have said before many times, then why are you still selling in America? You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, this is the standard. It's time so for Ben and Jerry's to ice cream in America. Exactly. It's time for Ben and Jerry's to do the right thing and pull out of every market with either conquest, racism, or violence in its history. Enough is enough, Greeno. Nice, Gary. And I couldn't agree with me more on there. that. I couldn't agree with you more. Exactly. <laughs> um, first question, because mm. once again, ignorance is bliss over here in Greeno's world. Yeah. Uh, big ice cream eaters over there uh, in in Israel. Um, probably. It's very hot. Most of the time. I mean, it's the, it's the fucking desert. So I, I reckon ice cream would be popular. That, that, do you reckon? I reckon because I reckon there's, there's a melting issue there. I reckon it's so hot, so dry mm. that the, the ice cream, it just becomes a melting puddle. And mm. I reckon the reason they're actually pulling out is because sales were just low. The mm. shipping costs were too expensive. <laughs> and then they're like, here's an idea. Let's fucking virtue signal instead. And it becomes a reason that becomes good promotion yeah. because we're just, all we're doing is selling like melted piles of ice cream over there yeah. and it's not making a profit. Yeah. Here's how we can do it in a roundabout way. Oh, folks, folks, this is what happens when you're friends with a forensic accountant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you, try, you try to make a little bit of a, you know, a kind of joke pointing out a little bit of hypocrisy. And he's like, well, actually, if you minus the 14 cents you lose on the travel costs between here and there. It's like, yeah. Nice, Gary. Same. Maybe maybe Ben and Jerry just, just aren't as, uh, a prog- as a progressive uh, an ice cream company as we think they are. And maybe it's a profitability issue. Uh, they're trying to sell ice cream same. in the desert, the idiots. Don't they know it's hot just out same. there? Exactly. Just saying. Um, Damo, we, you sent out a tweet. If we're going to talk about, you know, uh, issues and, and, and Important divide, issues, yeah. Much, much like the, the Palestinians. Uh, you see, you did a tweet last week. <laughs> I can't believe you were about to do that. <laughs> about beef noodles. Um, so you, you, you liken, you liken the debate between Israel and Palestine to the debate between ramen noodles, chicken or beef flavor. Which do you prefer? <laughs> no, where, where am I wrong? Where, where am I wrong in that? Um, so you, you're on the beef bandwagon. Oh, you put absolutely. it out there and I said, look. I'm not going to reply until we get inside inside the show, um, because I'm in the I'm in the, I'm the other side. Yeah, hundred percent. I can't even remember the last time I ate a beef noodle. Yeah, that's that's a scary thought. I used to like chicken noodle flavored when I was younger, but to me, the chicken noodle flavor tastes like the chicken potato chip flavor, and the chicken potato chip flavor tastes nothing like chicken, so I don't like it. Um, and yeah, so, his thing it becomes beef, a, a chicken beef, broth. Hang on, yeah, but the beef noodle is like a beef kind of stew taste and a beef broth taste. Yeah. And it's, it's just chicken's too sweet to be on a ramen noodle. That's that's my opinion. Nice. I don't even buy the chicken ones. I only buy beef. See, I'm the opposite. I never buy beef. I only buy chicken. Yeah. And you talk about and, and the reason I think you kind of may have pointed out the reason why is because if I'm if I'm having a beef stew, do you put noodles in a beef stew? Do I? Put, no, I don't know. Exactly. Now, do you, uh, chicken broth like the chicken, the chicken, the chicken flavor? Yeah, I agree with you. It does taste like chicken seasoning that goes on a chip. Once again, fucking stupid on a chip. Yeah. However, when you put that in water, it becomes a chicken broth. Now, do you put noodles in chicken soup? Um, no, I wouldn't probably. No, well, it's chicken. It's chicken noodle soup. Yeah, but I don't eat it. I don't have chicken noodle soup. I don't make chicken soup. You know what I mean? So yeah, fair call. I probably I'm wouldn't. Saying. 
Um, it actually, um, you know what though? Like the beef broth that you get in the ramen, like the beef flavored ramen. It's it's yeah. like this drink. They they have this drink in Scotland, Greeno, that you buy at the football. It's called Bovril. Um, yeah, you've told me about Bovril before. Yeah, yeah. and it's I was very skeptical, and my mate was like, "No, you got to have a fucking cup of Bovril. You got to try it." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'll try it." And it's basically like the 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 flavored soup that you get in the bottom of the two minute noodles, Greeno, beef flavored, mm-hmm. and it just fucking warms because it's freezing cold outside. Like it's it's oh, in winter. It's yeah. like it's like two degrees. You're all rugged up, and this shit just warms you up from the inside. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, so but here's another contentious point for you, Greeno, on the noodles. Now, mm-hmm. here's my process, and let's see what your process is like. I like yeah. to add the flavoring to the boiling noodles. And then I, because the lovely lady Boog, she adds the flavoring after she boils it and mixes it all around. I like to add it before because I don't want it overpowered with flavor. And then I strain out, like, I'm going to say like 80% of the liquid and then I just have the rest. And then I let it sit for a couple of minutes and then most, like 90% of the liquid has all been soaked up by the noodles. That's how I roll. Do you like to have it like that or do you, would you rather have like a bowl of water? With noodles. Well, here's my he, he was he was the question I was about to ask you. I'm like, are you a are you a broth man or a no broth man in the noodles? Uh, well, a very small. Well, I you're, used to you're have twenty percent broth. I used to have no broth, and then lately I've just been adding more and more broth because it has been it has been really cold here in the morning, at like two in the morning when I get home and eat the yeah. shit. So it's like, ah, okay, that's that's better, you know, a little need, bit of need warm, a bit of hot. hot but yeah. See, me personally, I'm I'm a zero broth man. Now my process is noodles cooked in boiling water. Let mm. the noodles cook. Drain the whole thing all out of water. All we've got now is noodles. Then you add the flavor because otherwise you you dilute the flavor yes. of the of the seasoning. But I want to dilute water. I, I want to dilute. Ah, see, seasoning. I don't want it. I, I just want to fucking punch that flavor in. So there's got to be no water. Like there can be a little bit of residual, mm. and then I add the water after after noodles done. Quick mix, good to go. Okay, do you uh, only have one pack, or are you a two pack man? Two two pack. Two pack man, yeah. That's it's gotta be two packs. Same here. One packs, one packs for kids. You know, if put, you're gonna have Do you, you put two seasonings yeah. in though or just one? Two seasonings for sure. Oh wow. Two seasonings. That's yeah. be so powdery and shit though. Chalky. No, 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 because there's there's still a little bit of liquid in it. Because you still got the moisture from the noodle. You've got to make sure you give it a good mix and you, you're sweet. You see, now here's a fun fact. See I got told people, this story. See these people who prefer chicken noodles, they're fucking crazy. Nice. <laughs> just pouring the fucking what powder onto the for- raw noodle. Oh god. No, they're not raw. They're cooked. I know. Now, uh, <laughs> it's, it's good. Trust me. Uh, now, here's, here's something that I, I got told at uh, St. Mary's RSL back like 20-odd nice. years ago. Yes. And I thought this dude was a fucking lunatic because okay. he goes, try this. He goes, boys, trust me. Trust me. Try it and you won't go back. <laughs> and he goes, chicken noodles, yeah. but add a, t- add a tin of tuna. Just a small tin of plain in spring water tuna. Not in mix oil. Mix it all up. No, no oil. It's got to be in spring water. Okay. You got to drain it from the spring water. Yep. Mix it all up. He's like, you'll never go back. And he was fucking right. So chicken noodles. <laughs> nice, Gary. Chicken noodles and one tin drained of uh, spring water tuna. Yep. Mix it all in together. And and then suddenly you can get away with one packet instead of two. And it, t- it feels like a full meal. That's See, it just goes to show you don't have to be a superhero in order to be memorable for somebody. You're like that guy, (laughs) that guy, this random dude at a St. Mary's RSL, like when you 
on the piss and stuff and you're just having some bullshit conversation about fucking two-minute noodles. And he's like, nah, yeah. mate, trust me, you'll never go back. Throw a can of tuna in there. He's had a profound impact on your life. You still remember him and this is years ago still, and it's changed and your life. Tuna. Yeah, 100%. Change your life. Nice, so that's That should be an indicator for people out there. You don't have to be some, you know, grand thing in order to have a positive impact and change people's lives forever. You might just be a guy who accidentally, drunkenly one night put tuna on noodles. And then yeah. bang, there you go. You've created something, a movement, Greeno. That's a exactly. fantastic. That's a fantastic little story. I like stories about pinatas. It's a great little story. Have you have you been teaching? You. Have you still been teaching, Greeno? I have. Sorry, before we get to the teaching, I've got uh, one one thing I snuck in the rundown. Yeah. Uh, quick story time. Oh. I like uh, stories about pinatas. Just before the show. So, uh, yeah, in answer to your question, yeah, still been doing the the teacher Greeno this week, yeah. um, and. Uh, the wife links is uh, the wife's like, Hey, where are our kitty scissors? I'm like, what do you mean, kitty scissors? What are kitty like, scissors? Well, the, like, scissors, like safety scissors for kids to use. Because oh, right. I've just been given her the fucking chicken cutters <laughs> to cut out her letters, right? Okay. Because she's like, what are you doing? I'm it's like, kind of a heavy duty cut, scissor, though, isn't it? The she's got to cut out, got to cut out the letter. It doesn't matter. It's the only scissors I got. So bigger, got bigger than her cutters. arm. <laughs> the yeah, it's fine. She's got to learn. Um, and she can cut a chook at the same time. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. So, so anyway, I'm out, out in the, the garage. I'm like, surely they're going to be out. There's an arts and crafts box in the garage. Okay. I'm going through. Is that and where I'm you, like, that, that's uh, where you keep, keep your like glitters and your glues. Yeah, you know, that's it. Like crayons. we don't use it frequently. So I don't want it inside the house. I'd fucking chuck it in the garage in the cupboard. We're good to go. Sure. Now inside the same cupboard, I realize I've got like this like case of beer, uh, tinnies of new demo. Now I'm trying to think of, of the U S I'm trying to think of the U.S. equivalent of tinnies of new. It's fucking like it's cheap, cheapest Mich- shit beer. Michelob. You get a, maybe okay. you get a you get a slab of it. You get thirty cans for like forty bucks, Bud and Light. it's like, yeah, maybe maybe cans of that. Anyway, so I bought like last year when I was drinking excessively in last year's lockdown. I was like, well, I can't afford to keep on drinking expensive beer. I've got to cut it back. I'm going to start drinking tinnies mm. because it's the only way I can't afford to drink it. Well, I was because, drinking that for a while. Because you've upped your intake now, you've got to ration out the quality. Now it's about quantity, not quality, right? Exactly. So anyway, a year ago, did that. And then we came out of lockdown. We could live a normal life. So I stopped drinking as heavily. Um, but I, I still had like three quarters of a slab of tinnies of new. Okay. And this was in my old house. Now, these tinnies of new... I even brought along with the move because I moved house because I couldn't. I'm not. I'm not going to get rid of them. And this it's also big. it's also I, worth. I just want to. I like stories about pinatas. Just want to interrupt the story just for a moment because people are putting like uh, suggestions in the chat for you know the equivalent beer, and uh, it's, it is worth noting that each city in Australia kind of has its own go-to cheap beer, right? So yeah. in Melbourne it's VB, in Sydney it's Tui's New. In Brisbane, it's 4X. Uh, what's, I don't know which one they drink in Adelaide. In Perth, it's Swan Lager, right? So they all have yeah. their own kind of little cheap go-to beers, and Sydney, uh, Tui's new is ours. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, Blue Ribbon is one that uh, cause light. All right? So, yeah, I just wanted to establish that. I like stories about pinatas. So you know what we're talking about here. So this slab, the slab's kind of come with me. I, I literally moved house with it, and my wife looked at me, and she's like, are you, like, we're moving. We've got fucking shit everywhere. Yeah. Are you really putting that in the moving truck? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, is everyone just going to leave the beers here? Like, I'm taking them with me. <laughs> got to take the beers. What are you? What are so, we leaving the beers behind for? What did they do? Like, we don't leave so any soldiers. Why can't soldiers. you just throw them out? I'm like, 
I'm like, no, man, we're making space in the car for the fucking beers. We're taking them with us. Did she, Come hang with on, hang on. Did she say, why not throw the beers out? No, she didn't hell? say why to throw them out. She's, <laughs> she just gave me this look no, like, are you really no packing Are you really packing the beers in the car? Because it was one of the first things I moved. I'm like, well, yeah. what if I want a beer when I'm there? Like, I'm, at least I'm glad it didn't progress beyond a look. Like, because otherwise, you yeah. know, you're getting into, well, maybe this isn't working out. You know, it's not working territory. That territory. So anyway, they've been stuck away in my cupboard yeah. for the entire time I've lived. I've, I've been living here now for almost nine months. Mm. So I'm looking, I'm like, shit, I, I better have a look at these tins. What's the use-by date? Yes. Critical. Because critical. so I quickly check and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, Jesus, we're coming up to the use-by date. What's your time frame? So uh, I'm talking, I, I've got 16 tins of new to drink in the next three days, Damon. Oh, nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Got to get it done, so, mate. Got to get it done. For the sac- sacrifices I've got to make here, I've got to smash down yeah. 16 cans of shitty beer yeah. uh, in the next day or two to make sure. Because can't waste them. No, can't waste them. Absolutely. But I, thought, I like I'd stories have, about story. pinatas. Which brings me into homeschooling, Damo. The, the I like stories about pinatas. Now, we've been given a lesson plan this week, which has been great. Appreciate oh, the lesson plan being yeah. given by the teachers. Wow. Thanks, now, thanks but- Teach, for doing the bare minimum again. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, no they, they've done good. Uh, I'm not shitting on them. Uh, they're doing good. I know, now, you're, you're not. I am. I am. <laughs> the, the thing is, first thing and foremost, right, I've realized there must be a lot of padding mm. in, in the school day. You really? You think? Because, you only just figured that because, out? <laughs> Because I'm trying to juggle this with like doing my full time job simultaneously. Yeah. So I'm I'm like I'm trying to pick and choose times to set up activities, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, the only way I can get this done is I'm fucking nipping everything in the butt ASAP. Yeah. So I'm pumping out a whole school day by midday. Okay. We're done by midday. We're knocking up we've done the whole curriculum, don't get me wrong. We're fucking doing it. But <laughs> it's say, done by midday. Hang on, I just need to I like stories about pinatas. Are you seriously saying to me that you're now taking like a cram attitude towards your lovely daughter's education career? So you're, no, no, no. you're just trying to get it all, squeeze it all in before lunchtime. We're, we're cutting, we're cutting out the padding, Damo. I'm like, how do they feel? How do they feel a whole school day with this shit? I can knock this so off you, by lunch. You get the lesson plan, and you're like, you know what? Let's start making a few changes here. Let's trim. <laughs> Trim that, cut that out. All right, we're skipping that. Skip. <laughs> we're skipping that. No, because hear me she's out, right? Getting, so we've she's done just this. getting the essentials. That's what you're saying. No, because the they, they repeat they repeat activity each day because they want to implant in their brain, right? Which is fine. But I'm like, once we fucking ticked it off, we're good, right? Mm. We're sweet. So I'm like, we've done All the right. rainbow tens. We've done rainbow tens. You want to do rainbow tens again? She's like, nah, man, I know the rainbow tens. Sweet. Move on. Next. Skipping that. Uh, <laughs> We get to the dance lesson. You want to do the dance? I have it. I'll put it. I'll put the dance on. Nah, fuck the dance. All right, excellent. Skip it. Now. Fuck the dance. Um, she's deciding now. She's. It sounds like she's in charge of the lesson plan, not you. She's. In, she's in charge of the, like the mass, the math and English. I make her do, but the the dance stuff. I'm like, do you want to do the dance? Well, we'll play the video in the background. It's fine. We're good to go. Yeah. We tick it off. See, we take a photo. Is, I'd, be, I'd be a horrible dad because I'd be like, so do you want to learn how to play FIFA? Or because mm. <laughs> we could do. No, that. here's the thing, Dave. Do you want to learn we, how to play Call of Duty or something? That, like that'll be cool, you know. So uh, this week uh, they're learning about they're learning the teen numbers, right? And what they teach them is is batches of ten and then batches of ones. Okay. So you know you've got your batch of ten. That's that's your your one number, and then you have got your seven ones, which is a seven digit. So you got a one and then a seven, seventeen. 
Okay. So what they do is they they get the kids to to like because it's uh, the best way to learn is by you know little pieces. You right. know you can you can count them out. Okay. So the, the suggestion was you know get you know get some sticks or some paddle pops mm. or you know things that the kids can put into a group yep. and then do their individual sevens. So I'm yeah. like that's a great idea. And mm-hmm. I'm looking around the house and I'm like. Well, it needs to be practical. Bottle, and I found poker chips. Bottle caps. <laughs> no, yeah, bottle caps and poker chips. So I found poker chips. So not only did I teach her about, you know, stacks of 10 and seven and uh-huh. seven individuals, yep. I also got to teach her about big blind, small blind. Nice, Gary. <laughs> that was a fucking five-minute setup for that one joke. Yeah. Now, we're, now we're teaching her how to gamble. <laughs> Now, do you, would you like to do your times table again, or would you like to uh, see me take down this whale in this online poker fucking shorthand tournament? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> do we do that? Nice, Gary. Uh, speaking of the dancing, though, speaking of the dancing lesson, though, Dame, I was very excited. I did put the dance. Fucking jokes aside, I did put the dancing lesson on, mm. and my word was I excited when I put on the first dancing lesson. I sent oh, you the you picture got on the back, did you? No, no, this. Uh, can you pull up the picture of the the homeschooling uh, dance picture that I sent you? The homeschooling Milo. <laughs> Brain break with Milo. Brain break with Milo. So the teacher we've of found the dance Milo. lesson. I can't believe every it. day is Milo. So it's time to to bring out the uh, the Milo rankings for for another week, sir. So, okay. Uh, at, at number one, Milo the drink remains at, at number one mm-hmm. for. I think it's going on two and a half years straight. So yeah, well done. It's pretty pretty hard to dislodge it up there. It's the Tyson. To, to Milo, uh, to Milo the drink. Now, uh, number two is the Milo Bar, Damo. The Milo, the Milo Bar, Bar gets yes. gets a, a shout out Bar. this week. Now, uh, uh, quick, uh, uh, spoke to the board, uh, the the Milo directors, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. earlier this week. They, oh, okay. they said we need to point out that the Milo Bar covers both the one with yogurt and the one without yogurt. They're no, both really considered. Considered the Milo bar. They're both. two different it's bars. Though. It's interesting. I wasn't invited to this meeting because I think, you know, we mm. might have got a little bit of pushback on that clarification. But Maybe. anyway, not. I, I don't make the rules. Yeah. Uh, we're all in this together, uh, Greeno, in the Milo rankings. That's it. Yeah. Uh, in number three, we've got Historic Milo mm. sent in by BE and a number of uh, number of months ago. Yep. Uh, number four, soon to be Dead Dog Milo. Yes. Uh, Which surely must alive. be dead by now. <laughs> So can we just it's, start it's calling him Dead Dog Milo? Dead Dog Milo. <laughs> number four, uh, we've got Milo from This Is Us, Milo Ventimanela, yep. uh, number five. Uh, number six this week, Damo. Yes. Brain Break Milo. Well, because no, this, this guy's done five lessons for me during the week. He's done Pop and Locks. He's done Robots. He's done he's done Nene. He's fucking, he's doing it all. This guy can all. dance. He can move. And he's keeping my kid occupied for 25 minutes a day of their their lesson. So we love this, Milo. So straight into uh, the top 10 is a, is a good indication. At, of just and number six yeah, is very impressive uh, with Brain Break, Milo. And who's, to, uh, say, and who's Milo. to say he might go up the rankings even more in the future, you know, depending on how he performs, Greener, which is a good incentive exactly. for the lad. Good point. Uh, then we got uh, Milo the Rapper uh, there at number seven. Yep. Then we got Milo from Milo and Otis Yes, at, at, at number eight. Which we, Milo decided, which we decided when Pessy was on, that includes like all of the Milos who played Milo in Milo and Otis, like as one, you know, as one yes. entity. Yeah. Even though there was like no. 25 of them and they just kind of like there was a dumpster around the back of the studio where they just kept <laughs> filling up with these adorable little animals in order to shoot that movie but that whole dumpster that counts as Milo from Milo and Otis as one entity yeah because they all shared the role it's the role Greeno it's the character and they were all part of it so <laughs> 
Number 10, Explosive Milo. Explosive uh, So that rounds in the top 10. Unfortunately, out to the top 10 again this week. Uh, unfortunately, sad. Sad state of affairs. Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos just misses out. <laughs> just misses oh. out yet again. <laughs> yet, yet again. <laughs> it's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs. Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry. If you need to cover your wall, it works. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet we also have the hat cam where i showcase my myriad of great looking hats here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately i i hope your next hat is a bullet Jesus Christ, what are you fucking asian dick crazy you why do, you, why do you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. You just, you just do it the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so, subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys. Well done. And girls. Well done. I was leaving it. I was leaving the volume up because I remember last week you said I should wait a little longer before I come back after the break. So I just want to give you, I'm going to yeah. cut that off and give you a little. Nice, Gary! <laughs> sticking true with that. Well done, Trina. Remembering that I might only leave it five more bars and then jump on in. Um, Damo, uh, during the during the ad break, uh, the, the Tokyo Olympics coverage uh, over here uh, apparently just kicked off. And okay. uh, I saw this tweet where they were talking about, hey, here's our, here's our crack broadcast team. Okay. Uh, that's going to be covering the Olympics. Ooh, and I'm like, got- ooh. 
Is it going to be a bit of a chore? Um, Bruce McAvaney has to be involved in some way. Bruce is there. Bruce is fine. No problem with Bruce. Bruce is the man. Kathy. Oh, Kathy. It wouldn't be an Olympics without Bruce. But then I'm looking through and I'm like, AFL commentator, AFL commentator, AFL commentator, (laughs) female cricket commentator, female cricket commentator, female cricket commentator, Olympian, swimmer, who knows, sunrise host. Ooh, this is going to be a chore. Uh, <laughs> Who else have we got? It, that's it. That's the crew. We've that's literally it. got a, a whole bunch of AFL commentators, a couple of female cricket commentators, one Olympian, one former swimmer, and people from Sunrise. That's the Olympic crew that's going to be hosting on Channel 7. This is going to be a long couple of weeks, Damo. Fantastic. Uh, just, just, I have to try. I'm looking for that video, Greeno, of Bruce McAvaney. Um, the like the you know the super cut of him, um, just to give yeah. people an idea. <laughs> I I hope this Bruce is the is one. The man. I hope He's a this is the one. Three or four blokes are feeling a whole lot better now, including Rioli, aren't they? Half of legends. Yes. Okay. So this isn't the one I was looking for, but this is just one. This is just from one game. Okay. So the thing with Bruce McAvaney that makes him so funny is he. The way he commentates, right? He he ends everything with a question, so, so that's his his commentator style. He's having a really good game, isn't he? They've done really well, haven't they? Like he's always asking questions. So have a listen to this. Last week, what's Three or four blokes are feeling a whole lot better now, including Rioli, aren't they? Half of legends, isn't it? You like the Eagles have got their teeth into it, don't you? I wish it probably would have been that matchup a couple of weeks ago, wouldn't he? Impressive, isn't it? The whole. I feel like though they're comfortable again, aren't they? Strange, isn't it? That they got a bit of a stinger, didn't they? Up for the minute, aren't they? Hutchins giving him one back. Look, this is one game. Govan's been superb, hasn't he? he? Has. He needs a circuit breaker, darling, doesn't he? he needs a clever kick by Dugowie, wasn't it? And that's a rangy athlete, isn't he? It is dusty, like, isn't it? He's a weapon, isn't he? This is a good game of footy, isn't it? He's had a superb opening half, hasn't he? It's low, isn't it? See, that was interesting. A spike, basically, wasn't it? It's relentless, man. The score's only 51 39. This is only half time. I know. For one, aren't they? They're both. They were the all time great goals in grand finals in the opening half, didn't they? The way you see it as well. The old circle work almost, isn't it? The Eagles are coming, aren't they? They have good, those youngsters for West Coast, haven't they? one game greener just one game holy shit Maturity of the umpires has come through so well today, hasn't it? You <laughs> get a BT because that kick and a half, yeah. then you would think it'd be too much, wouldn't you? That's the biggest for the match, can you believe it? One last chance, you reckon. Oh, can you believe it, darling? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? There you go. So that's, nice, Gary! That's like the number one Olympics guy in this country, Bruce McAvaney, commentating football. <laughs> That, that clip was pretty good, wasn't it? That was pretty good, wasn't it? He did pretty well, didn't he? 
<laughs> you'd like to, you'd fucking... like to see and you'd like to see Bruce uh, commentating the Olympics, wouldn't you? <laughs> he's, he's one of the best, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I don't know whether that's a strategy, like a commentary strategy, where he's just trying to make sure he's engaging the other commentators. But that's taking it too far, really. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it, I flip flop between. Is he trying to bring other people into the conversation or does he not want to make any definitive statements himself? So he masks it by saying, like, he's had a shocking game, hasn't he? And like he's hasn't he's, he? He's so he gets throwing, someone else on board. Yeah, well, he's he's yeah. making he's making them say the controversial statement in, in as opposed it reminds to him me, saying it. It's actually, I think you're probably on the money with that. It reminds me of uh, like there's this baseball podcast I listen to. It's it's like it's fantastic. Hmm. But one thing that always cracks me up is when the host talks about something he's written. And then ask if the person agrees with him. Right. So he's like, uh, in my article this week, I said this. Do you agree with that? And But he does it with every single fucking article he writes. So it's constantly like asking people, do you agree? <laughs> it's never, what do you think? It's always, here's what I think. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Like it's, it's, kind of- it's not a conversation about here's what I think, here's what our, I think, and we may or may not disagree. He's asking for commitment straight out of the blocks. Spot on, yeah. Yeah, yeah do you agree with what I wrote? Um, interesting yeah. strategy. And it's an interesting um, strategy. It's an interesting strategy, isn't it, Greener? Isn't it? Yeah. It's done well, hasn't <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we, we talked about the uh, the homeschooling, and you know, mm. once again, I'm taking the more the gambling approach, more the. Yes. Uh, you know, Let's get a good on the yeah. poker tables, then we'll never have to Let's worry about money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I teach her about dollars today. I'm like, look, he's he's yeah, he's he's where you put the money. He's the gold coins. He's the silver coins. He's mm. not worried. That was actually a quick uh, story time on that one. I like stories about pinatas. So so the activity today was like, do you remember when you were a kid and you had to like you put a coin under a bit of paper and you do the lead pencil over it and it gave you like an imprint of yeah, the coin? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't, it so was, was, it was the, under like oven paper or something, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. So anyway, we do, do that activity today and we're, we're doing the activity and I'm like, look, they really need to bring this up to like, you know, reality, modern day times, because maybe you just need to scratch over mum and dad's credit card <laughs> because <laughs> these kids are not going to know what coins are because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> it's like a waste of time. It's very true. Yeah. Um, scratch but- mum and dad's credit card and then she'll be like at the store trying to swipe the piece of paper and yeah. stuff. I don't understand. <laughs> it should work now. Look, look. It's not working. Look at the numbers. No, just, just order up over the phone, sweetheart. That's how you That's use it, dad's yeah. credit card. Yeah. Make sure you scratch over the CVC number. Make sure you get that one nice and clear. That's right. Um, but one approach I'm not going to take, Damo, is the hot toss approach. Mm. Okay, why not? Because uh, I saw this during the week. Okay. Uh, if you want to pull up that story. Yep. COVID, Damo. Yep. COVID for everyone. A COVID-19 infected male tutor in Taiwan has had sex with five people six times in five different hotel rooms and it caused a cluster outbreak. Oh, yeah. The best, the best comment that um, underneath this was, so this was a dot, 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 cluster fuck, which I thought was very clever. And give then somebody a nice Gary. We'll give him a nice Gary. But then also nice Gary. to the reply, which was uh, from Diana Mini, whoever that is. No, no, I think you'll find it's a fuck cluster. Which is nice Gary. Very well done there as well. So there you go, Greeno. The the tutors now, they're the booty calls these days. The nerds really are, are taking over, aren't they? 
We can only hope. Mm. We can only hope. <laughs> so what do you think? Of, wait, so you're a, you're a um, you know, forensic accountant. So what do mm-hmm. you make of this equation? He had sex with, help me understand this. He had sex with five people six times in five different hotel rooms. So which one got the seconds? Which one went back? Which one did he go back for seconds on, Greeno? That's, that's where we need to do more investigation. Yeah. Or it could be like, once again, we could have had a situation where maybe we got a stacky situation. But then it could be if, some stacky oh, So involved. you think they, there might have been two people in one room? Two people in one room, perhaps. Ah. Yeah, exactly. And then there might have been double up. So he might have had three times with one girl, but then he had uh, <laughs> yeah. two, Half like a two time. three ways, like, <laughs> like, like a group session. Ah, uh, you know, group, group, group tutorial, oh, if you will. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's move on from that. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was uh, worth it. it really wasn't, was it? In no, retrospect, no. once again, this is kind of the point of the show where I seem to, I seem to let the team down. They can't, uh, all, they can't all be winners, Greeno. They can't all be winners. They can't be. Um, what did you think of that? Uh, that was a pretty good segment, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think we yeah. can do better, can't we? <laughs> we can. But before we get to Giannis in in the Bucks, uh, we're talking about nerd stuff. Before mm. uh, this week, uh, bought, went out and bought the the new F one game. Yeah, oh, okay. reason being. Reason being is I, I realized uh, uh, going through my back catalog of previous platforms and games I've purchased, mm. I just buy the exact same game every like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, like that. I'm like that with FIFA. I'm always buying yeah, FIFA. So that, that's pretty much it. I buy an NBA game. I buy an F1 game. I buy a Tony Hawk. Uh, I buy NFL, like Madden, and occasionally a different sports game. That's about it. Um <laughs> So I haven't bought F1 in like a decade and you, you messaged me last year mm. and said, Hey, just got this 2021 F1. Yeah. You're going to grab it. It and was, I'm like, it was off. I'm its, actually... it's off its fucking tits. That's how good it was. Great. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I'm going to hold off like another eight months because my favorite team is McLaren. Yep. And we got Ricardo driving into McLaren next year. Ah. I wanted to buy the, I wanted to buy the one no, that had Ricardo in McLaren. So I had, held off, picked it up this week. Uh, all, all good. Now, something I noticed, I didn't notice it when I saw the ads, but what, playing the game, waiting for it to load up, mm. it's got uh, Lewis at the front, it's got Max Verstappen on the left, and I think it's got uh, Lando Norris on the right. Yep. That's the front. Mm. But what's very glaringly obvious, Damo, and I don't know if you've seen this. Is the light reflection coming off Lewis Hamilton's watch, his uh, tag hire wristwatch? It's coming watch. off his tag hire wristwatch. That's correct. <laughs> wait, wait, you're, He's got- wait, 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 wait. Are you joking? I'm not. I was joking. Go, I haven't seen it. I swear to God. I have not seen it. It's fucking freaky. He, he has, I was making front, a joke because he's such a fucking advertiser, a walking exactly. billboard. That's why, that's why I wow. put it late in the rundown because I only noticed it last night. Wow. He, he, has his, <laughs> he has his tag wear watch showing at the front of the advert with his hand out. <laughs> what a fucking oh, what a like, Lewis is fucking, he's gone, I'll be on your cover as long as I can pimp my fucking tag wear oh, watch. Oh, he's such a fucking douchebag, isn't he? I couldn't oh, believe it. I had to add it to the rundown late. Such a fucking wanker. The fa- and the fact that it's only English F1 fans that idolise him. Everybody else thinks he's a fucking douchebag like, for shit mm. like that. Remember when he tried to sue the watchmaker that's called Hamilton and they've they've been around for like 150 years or something? <laughs> Longer, yeah, exactly. Such a fucking douchebag, man. God, uh, I, God I hope his record doesn't last that long. You know, I want somebody. Can somebody please make a competitive car so we can stop these fucking cunts from winning all the time, please? Well, Max, Max is leading the championship at the moment. Thank God. But who knows what's going on with the championship? It's all COVID ravaged. 
Like we we ah, miss out on a Grand right. Prix again. You know what I mean? It's fucking yeah, bullshit. Well, well, that's that's because we're we're making uh, we do fourteen days quarantine. Yeah, I know that's bullshit. <laughs> so fucking the 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 season has an asterisk on it already because there's no Australian Dang GP. It. Fuck them. Exactly. Uh, I just sent you a pic of the the cover. That oh I'm yes. About. All right. Sweet. Uh, in, in in your DMs. Okay, I'll bring that up. Fuck man, Lewis really is just because oh. we've is been the covering... only one with his hand showing. Of course. We've been covering Lewis. Remember when we first started pointing this shit out, like, on the radio, how angry people mm-hmm. would get? And it's like, oh, no, Lewis is a fucking champ. You fucking, you're fucking jealous and shit. It's like, no, but he's such a douchebag. He's a, he's a great driver, don't get me wrong, but probably maybe the third best driver I've ever seen. Oh, wow, um, there it is. There it is, folks. Holy shit. No one else gets their arm shown except for Lewis, who purposely has his hands raised and a watch Outside, he's he's racing. Uh, nice, racing pick. That is a nice fucking pickup there, Greeno. Well done. Look at that. He can't. He We've just been can't all help over himself. Lewis and his Tag Heuer watch, but yeah, first thing I noticed. <laughs> and again, I got to reiterate, I was joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. That's Cerebral. a fantastic little little story there. Well done. Now, uh, Damo, you know me. You know what's what's the thing I hate the most about sports coverage more than anything else? Uh, the well, the the journalists writing the coverage. <laughs> Spot on. I hate fucking backstories and puff pieces, sir. Yeah, yeah. I fucking hate it. I just want to watch the sport. I want to be left alone. I just don't want to know anything about where they came from, who their fucking mum was. I, I hate all of it. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to hear a bar of it. Just I want to watch the athletes. I want to be impressed by what they do with the athletic ability, and I'll move on. Correct. Now. No. Nice. This I, I go to the football to watch the actual game, and if you're going to have little Ooh. weird little, you know, pseudo political ceremonies and stuff, I'm just I don't I'm not there for that. I don't care. Sorry, yeah. sorry, don't care. So I just care about the game. That's it. Just give me the game. Yeah. That's enough. Side note, side note. Uh, something I noticed in the week: uh, the US team uh, lost like their first match in 77 matches yeah, against uh, Sweden. First game of the Olympics yeah. against Sweden. Yeah. Bit less time virtue signaling, more time training, I think, ladies. Um, well, it's only funny because before the Olympics, they were writing shit like, is it is the Olympics too easy for the American women? Like, that's how fucking arrogant yeah. they were. The Americans football, yeah, the American right. female football team, it's too easy for them. They're going to win. They got fucking smashed in their first game. So I was like, well, that's no. what you get. That's what you get. That's exactly. Um, now, the reason I talk about the, the backstory is... I didn't realize what Giannis Antetokounmpo's backstory was. Uh-huh. Um, and I came away. I, I, like Before the series, I was like, oh, it'd be nice to see the Suns win. Suns never won a championship before, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Paul coming to the end of his career. It'd be nice to see him win one. He, if, and, anyone, and, if, if anyone's like at Barkley level of you want them to win a ring, for me, it's Chris Paul. Because he's like, yeah, exactly. he's been chasing one like at all of these different teams. And he's obviously one of the best players in the league. But just mm-hmm. he's just got such wretched luck, which he goes to a contender, and then for whatever reason they don't contend. It's just like yeah, it's just relentless. They, football. They, they get to the finals and then they choke and they they miss the final hurdle. Yeah, uh, but but the Bucks won throughout the week. They they were down two 0 in the NBA Finals series. Yeah. They won four straight, won it. Um, in they the, cost, they cost me they, some money because I had it on the Suns, and then two games into the series, I'm like, oh fucking payday coming! Like this is going to be over in four. And then yeah. uh, you know they came back and ruined it. So you know, good on exactly. Them. And and look, what's the, the what you want is you want your star to step up in the big in the big times, like yeah. clinching game. You want them to step up. And Giannis said, "Look, 
we got a chance to win the championship today in Milwaukee. Fuck this. I'm doing it all. He scored 50 points out of the 106 they scored in the clincher. Uh, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Like, he just absolutely did it. He got NBA Finals MVP. The great players uh, the, right. the great players take control of the big games and they make it their game, you know? Like, they get Spot it on, on their terms. That's just how they win. Like, that was Jordan's career. The big games, exactly. Jordan will win it. He wants to win it. He wants the ball. He's going to step up. Yeah. Exactly, and Giannis did that. He, he basically carried him on their back and did it. But I didn't understand where his backstory was, and then I felt bad for kind of cheering against him because I'm like, ah, oh, fuck the Bucks. Who cares? I want to see the Suns win. He's pretty he, young, though. Was... That's why I didn't care, you know, because he's got a lot of yeah, time. He's going to have a lot of this, this, shots at it. This dude was homeless <laughs> before he came to the NBA. Yeah. Uh, him and his family lived in, in Greece, but they couldn't – they weren't actually – legally considered uh greek residents yeah uh because they're from nigeria yep. and they had to like hawk shit hawk like watches and shit on the street they were like they were basically this dude's aladdin <laughs> like, <laughs> i can show is- you the world, the world. <laughs> exactly um and just kept on playing they came to the league it wasn't like a massive superstar pick 15th overall um and i was told by his coach i saw this thing a little bit earlier today Not gonna was make told it. by his coach he would know he was pointing out this player who was having like he was like a middle of the range player, but he was a tall dude that was a little had a, a few skills like Giannis uh, had. Yep. And he's like, look, if you work really hard, you could be that dude. And he goes, he goes, coach, no offense, if I'm that, if I'm gonna, if I work really hard and I turn out to be that dude, I need to go back to Greece. No, <laughs> he's no, like, no. I'm way better than that. <laughs> and fucking credit to him. He put his money to his mouth. He busted his ass and became a champion, him and his brothers that came from fucking nothing. Yep. And that was the first time ever I'm like, wow, I actually like this backstory. Like, I hate backstories normally with sports. Yep. But after the fact, I, th- I, I kind of enjoyed it. But yeah. So well done to Giannis and, and the Bucks. Yeah, stories like that are good. And and this is a good little clip too, like just to cement what you're saying. It probably speaks to his personality a bit. He's asked about uh, super teams. I think teams. I know this. Yeah. Yes, I love this. This is what made me go searching for more Giannis stuff. Right. So, like, when you think of a super team in the NBA, I'm thinking Golden State. Warriors, um, yeah, you know, uh, Miami Heat when LeBron Miami went Heat. there, yeah, and Shaq was uh, there. Lakers as well, when Le- LeBron and Anthony Davis uh, combined. Well, Lakers with Shaq and Kobe as well. That was a yeah, yeah, yeah. Because True. Shaq went there to play with Kobe, didn't he? So mm-hmm. um, that's so because <clears throat> people were arguing like, what? Oh, Giannis is in a super team. It's like, no, no, he's not in a super team. They, they've become a really good team but it's not the same thing as like a bunch of stars holding out on contracts so they can go to the same team together, you know, like exactly. it's a totally different thing. So he was asked about super team. So let's have a look at this. You know, obviously I want, I wanted to get the job done, you know, uh, they, but that's my stubborn side. Like it's easy to go somewhere and go and win a championship with somebody else. It's easy. I could go, I, I don't want to put in this, but, but I could go to a super team and, you know, just do my part and win a championship. Still one. But this is the hard way to do it, and this is the way. And we did it. We did it. <laughs> I like him. Nice. Oh, so this is the hard. This is the hard way of doing it, and we fucking did it. So, as if to say, like, you guys have got nothing on us, you know. 
Exactly. Well, He's um, like, yeah, I could have gone to that super team. I could have been Kevin Durant where I went and fucking got a championship. I joined a team that already had the record setting 73 wins in a season. Yeah. Then I joined him and won a title. No, nah, man, I fucking did it the hard way. I stuck with the Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks, man, haven't won in 50 years. Yep. Like, I remember when Andrew Bogut was the number one draft pick and we're like, oh, dude, he's at the Bucks. Like, he's never, they're going to fucking win a championship ever. Like, it's the Bucks. Yep. They're, they're a, a bottom they, of the barrel team. They had a couple of good years when Jason Kidd was there and they were like fighting, like to get into play. No, it was, um, that was Ray, Ray Allen. Ray Allen, yeah. But Kidd Ray played Allen for the Bucks for years. Glenn Robinson. Didn't he? Yeah, but no, he didn't. Uh, Glenn oh, Robinson, Ray Allen. Kidd played for the Suns. He played Suns for. And the Nets. Yeah, the Nets. But no, he was Dallas. Dallas. That's the one. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, you're right. Trying um, to think of really good Bucks players throughout the years, it's quite difficult, mm. isn't it? Like, you can't think Yeah, of exactly. Yeah. That's, that's it. It was like, I think of, yeah, Vin Baker. Yeah. Glenn Glenn Robinson, Ray Allen, and that that's going back to like, yeah, 90s. But Ray Allen did his best work with the Celtics, didn't he? Um Ray Allen's been good a lot of places, really. Right. But um, he won he didn't he win with the Celtics and Kevin Garnett, KG? He, he did, and then he right. won in Miami as well with uh with LeBron. So he's he's won in a few different places. Yeah, right. So he's a good player. Uh quick stat man, uh, before we finish up. I'm a stat uh, man. First time in history in the space of one week, the U.S. men's team and the U.S. women's team have lost in internationals. No, both of them Gary. lost. To, both both of them lost to Australia. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> nice, Gary. See, the American listeners to this will be like, "Oh, fuck, you you're hitting America a little bit." But I've just got to say, we we win so rarely in basketball and shit that we're going to make a big thing out of it. So for them, if it's only news in America if the American basketball team loses, for us it's news if we win. For them, it's news if they lose. You know what I mean? So it's, exactly. That's why we've got to give it a nice run. Gary. It probably won't happen again for a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's it. That's yeah, it. Uh, plugs. Uh, follow Greener at the starting block. One more drop the K at the end. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. Follow our friends and let's get the fuck out of here, Greener. That's it. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Wise Censor, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original Grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. 
That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you farming for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.